The North Forker Weekend Podcast is brought to you by Sherry Winterparker of Corcoran. Sherry is the North Fork's top real estate agent and top producer from 2005 through 2020. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker podcast. I am Grant Parpan, and I am joined this week by Marisa Fox. How are you? I'm great. F- first time on the podcast, right? Yes, I. Yes, it is. All right, Marisa is new to her role. What, what's that title again? Give me that title. The title is Editorial Director. Editorial Director. So Marisa is new to her role. We're happy to have her on board uh, at North Forker and on the podcast for the first time. Thank you. And also with us is Charity Robe. Charity, you're becoming a real regular on this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Grant. And Charity is a contributing writer, of course. And both of you contributed to the latest issue, which hits newsstands this week. It is our October issue. October for us at North Forker always means harvest. Marisa, you did a piece that uh, that I love this th- th- this month that is a little something uh, different. You wrote not just about what comes out of the fields, but the people working in those fields. Yeah, um, I was really excited to do this story. Um, I interviewed the unseen hands, you know, the people, the faces, the people who you normally never see when you go to vineyards for, you know, that lovely afternoon of wine tasting. Uh, These are the people that are there every day, rain, shine, winter, spring, summer, picking, nurturing, harvesting these grapes. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing process. You know? It really I mean, is. I mean, it really kind of gave me an appreciation for what goes into just a simple glass of wine. Yeah. What What was kind of the thing that you maybe took for granted before that you appreciated more now after doing this piece? The hard work, the hard work of the laborers. I mean, the, the star of my piece is this lovely um, manager. He is sort of like the right hand man to Nabil Masood, who's the field manager at Pominock and at Palmer. And Ramon uh, Gonzalez uh, basically kind of uh, organizes all the field workers. And um, he traveled, I'm, I'm not going to quote, the, I'm going to quote my story. He, he traveled over 3,000 miles from Guatemala wow. to make it to the North Fork. Mm-hmm. And it was a dangerous journey. Um, and he took a lot of chances coming here and he's made the north fork his home mm. and he kind of oversees like this incredible we you know they call it a family and they truly are a family of field workers from guatemala from honduras you know from central america and they kind of do the hard labor that you know um, a lot of americans don't want to do yeah and uh, i kind of consider them frontline workers in a sense because without them we wouldn't have you know, the farm food on our tables, you know, the produce. Mm-hmm. Some of them rotate, like, you know, during the wintertime, they work at Christmas farms, Christmas tree farms. Um, but they're here, you know, uh, doing all this hard work. Well, that's great. It's a great piece. It's important. And I like when we're able to kind of, you know, tell the story uh, behind the stories that we normally tell in, in the magazine. So thanks yeah. for writing it. Sure. Charity, you had a piece uh, this this month, which I remember us talking about this visually, uh, and it got me really excited. And it was the fall beer continuum. Yeah, so we um, um, went around to some of our favorite breweries and talked to the beer makers there about what they're uh, doing for October. 
And obviously, you know, it's a, it's a big uh, Oktoberfest uh, month. They're all bringing out their fall beers, but there were some that were, were super interesting. And so we focused, we focused on those um, there. We also tried to look at some of the um, less, you know, less usual suspects. <laughs> so a couple of the, of the, the companies, the brewery companies that we went to, I mean, there's so many now, the North Fork is just like, you know, complete destination for craft beer. Um, one of the ones that, that um, I got um, most excited about was a um, Harvest Notes Ale from Twin Fork Beer Company. Um, it's a 4.9 ABV. It has a little bit of cinnamon, nutmeg and ginger, but it's not super sweet. And it's just so good. They do, they will serve it with the sugar rim. I think a lot of people um, love a kind of a sweet, um, uh, a sweet note in their, in their beer. Um, but um, it's also just, you know, it's a, a great drinking beer. Um, we, uh, uh, you know, the Greenport Harbor Brewing Company um, developed Leaf Pile a year or so ago. And they, and they have that out again, uh, obviously, the, this year. But they also did something called Leaf Pile Pie last year, which is a, one of the, you know, the, the sweeter um, beers. And it actually has a sort of creamy, uh, creamy taste that is uh, reminiscent of pie, which is why it is called Leaf Pile Pie. Um, so there's some real innovation and, and some really different things uh, going on. And I know the way we uh, laid it out was to go from sort of light to dark. Uh, yeah. in, the fall, in the fall, do you tend to gravitate towards the dark side or the light side? You know, I, I do not like sweet beer. So I, I, mm. don't, I do tend to j- j- uh, go more toward uh, the, the light side and, uh, and not as much the, you know, the, the heavily spiced and, and sugared. But I got to say, there is nothing more wonderful. Uber Geek has this um, uh, dark, it's almost like a porter um, color uh, beer. They have the craziest names for their beer. This one is called, you call that a calculator? <laughs> um, and it is, uh, it's super dark. It's, um, it's very, uh, very drinkable. It's not, you know, it's not a, a, a super sweet at all. It's a Doppelbach style. Um, I love that one. <laughs> That's great. That is a super uber geeky name yes um. it is all of their names are very challenging i was like you know on uh, trying to figure out what meme they were referring to and you know i don't yeah, I, yeah. I do not know <laughs> but that's great um they're an interesting brewery and a fun one to watch uh, yeah for sure definitely well what would october be without pumpkins so we had to have the obligatory pumpkin story this year and of course I was the one who uh, who had to write that one. You know, it's you get all the locals angry with you when you write about the pumpkins. But you know, hey, look, people are coming out here whether we write about pumpkins or not. And this year, we're always trying to come up with a fresh angle. And this year, it was talking about what sets some of these destinations for uh, pumpkin picking apart from the others. Like, for example, Bakowitz Farm, which is in Wading River, is one of the newer ones. They built this silo bar there. You can get craft beer, local wine, sitting right at this bar cut out of a farm silo. And uh, so, you know, that bar is something different that they don't necessarily have at other places. Uh, you know, all these places have corn mazes, but or most of them do at least, but none are quite like Stakey's. It's enormous, their uh, corn maze. It's cut out over three acres. 
And it's actually pretty challenging. We got this great aerial photo from Michael Versandi. This post, by the way, went up on our site today. It's not just in the October magazine, but it's up on NorthForker.com, so you can check it out. Some of the other ones, the pies at Wickham's Fruit Farm, the sweet treats at Rock, Rock Camp's Pumpkin Patch, and the fun frights at Krupski's Farms. And I got to say, my wife and I happened to drive out to the North Fork with our kids the other day, and we went to Krupski Farms, and it was um, the first day they were opening the corn maze. So we were actually the first people to go in their haunted corn maze. And I got to say, they really – they upped the frights this year. Did they? One guy aggressively so over my seven-year-old son to the point of tears. <laughs> but it was fun. And you know what? We left and he was like, we should have done that again. You know, So he, he got over it pretty fast. <laughs> but uh, it's Uh-oh. fun. It's, it gives you a little bit of different experience. Not everybody goes for that sort of ultra Halloween angle that Krupski's does. And of course, if you're coming from the east or you're coming from Shelter Island or – Connecticut, Krupski's is the one that's going to be the farthest east, and you can kind of miss all the traffic. So definitely recommend going to Krupski's. All right, so Marisa, one of the things we have in each issue of the magazine is our Hidden North Fork. And I love writing about these. These are the kind of places, they're not necessarily hidden. Some of them aren't even that far off the beaten path, but they're places that maybe are sometimes overlooked or that you just never heard about, or maybe you never tried, and we're saying, hey, we think you should. And I think this place fits into that category. Absolutely. I mean, ironically, it was like one of the first places that we discovered Uh when we uh, moved out here about 16 years ago. And uh, I was always taken aback by how great the food is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then when I would mention it to people, they were like, what? Where? And it is. It's like sort of in the middle of nowhere. It's sort of sandwiched between the main road and Sound uh, Sound Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's... uh, on Depot Lane, which mm-hmm. is sort of like this obscure little road where the old train station used to be. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Albert Einstein used to get off and wait for his driver to pick him up <laughs> yeah. when he would come out here on weekends. And um, the owner, Nick Nikoloff, who's Bulgarian, uh, said it had been this place called Blue Top once upon a time ago. And it was sort of a, a drinking man's pub. For, yeah, for, farmer's bar, right? Yeah, like yeah. for hard scrabble kind of potato farmers mm-hmm. who would sort of you know, lose the last of their meager earnings on, you know, liquor, on vodka. <laughs> All right. He said My nothing. kind of guys. Exactly. He said <laughs> nothing ever good came of this place. Um, his wife, Pepe, of, uh, you know, Pepe's, which used to be um, in Port of Egypt. Yep. Um, he decided they needed a place that was on land because Pepe's was very seasonal, mm-hmm. um, you know. So he, he kind of fell in love with the place, started restoring it. And decided to give it like this French bistro theme, which is how the roosters came about. Mm-hmm. He started collecting sort of these antique kind of replica roosters. <laughs> um, and it sort of became this crazy obsession. Mm-hmm. And now people who go in there kind of give him, gift him roosters. Uh, yeah. But the food's really delicious. Like yeah, it's, it's good. It's an eclectic mix of, you know, French country. It kind of feels like a French country farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and the food, you can get a great like... Uh, Buff Bourguignon there. Uh, he said even in 90-degree weather in the summer, if he doesn't have that on his menu, his his customers will get angry. <laughs> so they, they really love, you know, he's got a very devoted clientele. He even sells um, wine uh, that he produces back home in Bulgaria. He's from Sofia. Hmm. Um, and the wine is delicious. 
Um, and they have things like chopska salad, which is a Bulgarian version of a chop salad. So it's sort of like this weird kind of continental global kitchen that um, is just simple and delicious. Awesome. Well, obviously, you mentioned that building, that property has a lot of history. And history is also in this magazine. Charity, you did a step back into North Fork history. That's the map for this month. It's 10 historical sites that you can visit. Why don't you tell us some of those places that are on that list? These sites are not all buildings. So for instance, we're starting out with the Big Duck, which is a cement poultry, a uh, piece of poultry in, in uh, Flanders. And heading east, uh, visiting some of the more typical sites like the Jamesport Meeting House, the Hallockville Museum Farm, which is a beautiful spot. And um, then uh, Fort Korchog, further uh, further east, as you're heading east, um, is a fascinating spot that's basically uh, a site of, of artifacts, of indigenous uh, uh, artifacts. And there's evidence there of, of first contact between Korchog people and the Europeans. So that's a really, really interesting historical site. Um, another one that's, that's again, not, not a building is the site of the Meg's Raid landing spot. Um, there, it, this was a Revolutionary War event. It took place when um, a bunch of patriots uh, rode across the Sound and attacked Sag Harbor. But they did; they got there by basically uh, walking their boat, uh, carrying their boats across uh, to uh, to the pond there, Arshemek Pond, and and getting to, getting to Sag Harbor that way. So it's a it's a that's another really interesting. Uh, somewhat underappreciated because it's not you know a house that you can you can visit. Um, and then the map goes all on out to orient to the uh, village house. So it's um, it's all laid out on the map and it's, you know, a night you could do it as a driving tour. Or you can just, you know, file some of these ideas away for late for later visits. This map, hopefully will uh, people pick it up when they're out here and realize, oh, we're pretty close to that spot and, and go check it out. So I love that. I do think, too, that, that experiencing his history through the land is a really is really important. I mean, I think one of the things that people sometimes think about history is something, you, you know, you go to a museum or you go to a collection or you go to a house and look at old furniture. And it's, it's, it's so much more vivid if you're in a place where something happened and you have some, you know, some context for what happened. And, and, and it, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a much, much more memorable and I think a better experience. I agree. Well, it's a great issue. Definitely pick it up. It should be, you know, it's being distributed this week. You should be able to find it out on newsstand, certainly uh, by this weekend, as you go out and visit the North Fork, be sure to pick up a copy of the issue. We also have uh, an essay from Carolyn Iannone of uh, Love Lane Kitchen on what it takes to go from farm to table. Uh, Charity, you did a piece as well on uh, Peconic Base Gallop. Can it be saved? For the Dream Day, we go up to Essex, Connecticut this month. So lots to check out. Thank you for doing this, Marisa and Charity. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Grant. And thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back later this week with our usual event picks for the weekend. We're going to do it uh, a day later, but by uh, Thursday afternoon, be sure to check out the North Forker podcast feed and check out our website and our social media on Friday and uh, find some things, some fun things to do.